Hello again, and welcome to another edition of Clock Talk with Dr. Greg Brannon. Today's topic is hot all over the place. We're going to talk about birth control. So, doctor, are you ready? For two older men, this is a great topic for us to conquer, right, isn't it? Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, though, I was an OB-GYN for 30 years. Doesn't mean me a woman, but I did have six daughters and delivered a bunch of babies. So, But it's, it's the hormone, the complexity of the cycle is very, very interesting. And so we're going to go over this, accessing these, these questions we hear all the time in our practice. And we're going to go over some of these questions and... These decisions, a lot of these are very personalized, but I want to understand the science of a cycle and what the whole idea behind what these things work. This is a good picture right here of the woman's cycle, how complex it is. A, a man is much simpler. We always make fun of it. We are. We, we, make, we make sperm continuously. Um, a woman makes an egg roughly a 28-day cycle. The beginning of the cycle, the first 14 day, 12 to 14 days is called the follicular phase or proliferative phase. That's when the egg is maturing. When the egg matures, chemically, it makes testosterone, which converts to estradiol. When estradiol gets around two to 400 picograms per deciliter, it tells the brain to make a thing called LH. That's what, people, that's what women can measure in their, their ovulation predictor kit, trying to get pregnant. That's what they can measure that. 18 to 36 hours after that spikes, then they release the egg. The, ovary left, the, the part of the ovary left behind as the egg is released changes this name to a from a follicle to a called a luteal phase. That's called the corpus luteum. That produces a hormone called progesterone, progestation, pro-life. That peaks around day 21 to 24. If you're not pregnant, it goes back down. If you're pregnant, it keeps going back up until the placenta around day 63 takes over making more progesterone to keep the baby in the womb. So it's very, very complicated. There's a great book by uh, Dr. Mindy Peltz who wrote a book called Fasting Like a Girl, because based upon these hormones, men fast four to six hours a day, you eat four to six hours a day, a lot better results. Women, it's very complicated. Estrogen loves to fast, progesterone loves carbohydrates. So that's why it's important that you understand your cycle, when you eat, how to eat, to get the best out of it. Again, I can't recommend the book in our podcast. So what we're doing today is these questions on birth control, what does birth control do? What you're trying to do is trick your body that you're pregnant. So by giving yourself high synthetic progesterone, your body may think it's pregnant so you don't ovulate. Or the combination pill, which is high synthetic estrogen called ethylene estradiol and a high progestin called levonorgestrel. There's, there's multiples of seven different ones in America. Again, the same concepts to trick your body. The downside is women feel different with the cycle. There's benefits to cycling. So. Let's go through some of the questions we have here, Jim, because I'll go back to this based upon these questions. Here. First off, in automobile, you don't recommend any birth control for anybody. Such a personal decision. No, we don't do any of that stuff. But the people, but we here, young women could be on it or off of it, and we could take care of it. The thing about it is if you're not making your own estrogen, where does estrogen come from? You're not making testosterone. So that's why it turns everything off. And So women will be on... They think they're on estrogen, they think they're on progesterone, but just because the molecule's in the same class doesn't make the same as bioidentical. So they can have symptoms of low estrogen even though they're on a pill because it's blocking the natural function. Same thing with progesterone. If you look at some of the side effects of synthetic progestins, it's the same as having low progesterone because it blocks the whole, the whole mechanism receptor. All right, so you're kind of going down the path I want to go down to, which is what are the pros? Okay of being on birth control and what are the cons? What does it do to the body? Well, again, this is very, very important. What is your, what's the name of it? Birth control. It's to control your ovulation, right? So if, you, if you're doing for family planning, again, these are such 
per personal and ethical decisions. That's why it's you, you, it's your body. You make that decision on that. But but scientifically, it works by tricking the body. It's pregnant. So the pro is that you won't ovulate. OK, uh, the con is. I find women have done OB for 30 years. They're not themselves sometimes. They feel more depressed. It's fun, ironic. People, a lot of young women complain about being on birth control pill. Their libido goes away. The whole idea of being sexual freedom is that they actually have less libido because you're not having your normal surges, your normal, the way your, the way your body makes you through the month. So, but the pro is contraception. The con is how you feel. And we get a lot of response and people feel better when they're and again, off, off the pill. They, they feel better because they have more of their cycles. They know their month. There's a lot of great books out there on the normal cycle of a woman. I've heard in the past where some young adults uh, are, are not on a, any type of birth control, but they're, they have significant mood swings and they have other anxiety and stress and what have you. And then the doctor does recommend birth control. So is that considered a pro in that case where they can be more... I guess balanced. Yeah, there's two reasons for that. One is the more I study this, those of people who have it, we're saying it's a cycle. But is the cycle because they're low testosterone, not enough progesterone phase? If I mean, to say I could cure PMS is a lie. You don't know. It, everything does change in that. But now we know so much of these endocrine disruptors, how much of those are affecting the brain, the mood in the first place, right? So the pill turns it off. There is one thing that helps the pill tremendously is menstrual migraines. Uh, there's a woman who get headaches on their periods, okay? So when they're on their periods, what's happening in their period? That's when their estrogen level drops precipitously. We talked about before in the cardiovascular aspect of the estrogen controls, vasoconstriction, vasodilatation of arteries. So what happens is when you have no estrogen, you have vasoconstriction causing a migraine headache. So I used to give women an estrogen patch during their cycle, not enough to stop their period, but enough to give them enough estrogen to make them vasodilate. Now over at Alpha Bio, we give a small pellet, a very low dose of estrogen that stays continuous the whole month. Doesn't affect your cycle, but migraines, we probably have a 90, 95% success rate with those going away. So that's a pro. So the pro is yes, it can do that. Some women love the way they feel on a gym, so I'm not knocking that, but more and more and more, we're having people feel better. They feel more than quote unquote themselves when they can cycle. And they know they change in different days, but that's their cycles on that. And talk to us about non-hormonal compared to hormonal birth control. Okay, this is this is it's a little controversial, but the bottom line. Also, what there's a way to be contraception with no hormones called family planning. You know your cycle time, so you avoid the fertile time. That's one way. A barrier method can be um, something that barriers it. A diaphragm, a condom that can actually bl blocks the sperm penetration. There's one. Oh, there's a co copper IUD that's very interesting. It's considered a barrier method because it, it stops the sperm from penetrating because it affects the actual axion, the tail of the sperm to penetrate it. But if a sperm does make it and conception does occur, it makes the environment hostile. So therefore the, the embryo, the baby cannot implant. So that's ethical questions. You gotta decide and, and think that through because that, my, my mind, life begins at conception. So that's something you really gotta think about that. Um, and the problem with, with the copper IUD even for fertility reasons, it, it, it works, but it also increases a woman's cycle threefold. So if you have a heavier cycle to start off, it may not be your, it may not be your, but the benefit is not hormones. If you have hormones that cause depression and anxiety, so that's why it's very, very controversial. That's why I can't stress, it's sort of, you know, again, goofball, we're talking, it's two guys this, but we get these questions every day at our office. That's why it's really important to understand there are things that it's such a personalized decision, but that's why informed consent is crucial for all of this. And these non-hormonal blockers, uh, to use a simple term, 
Aren't they lubricated with things? Aren't there, isn't there other things that are on them or is it just where the, it, some bodies may have a reaction to there it? Can, there can, there's some on condoms, some diaphragms you put a petroleum jelly on so it could slide on in easier. Uh, again, we're men on this, but being a gynecologist, it's just, I, I found as an OB-GYN for all my years, very, very, very few women enjoyed the barrier method. Very, very few. But they, the, the, favorite one, the favorite one, number one, was a birth control. Number two, an IUD. But the IUDs go over that. So the studies show, this is from ACOG. This is from um, uh, the data out there that birth control pills increase breast cancer 20 to 30%. Uh, levonorgestrel, which is the most common one used in the IUD, 20 to 30%. The conclusion is that breast cancer death is rare. Um, Again, therefore, it's informed decision. But understand, it's not nothing. This is not benign. We know progest another progestin provera in some studies increased breast cancer between twenty four and twenty uh, and ninety six sixty nine percent. So they got to look at the pros and cons of all that stuff. The the risk of being pregnant they talked about. Um, certain medical conditions you can't if you get pregnant you get there's a thing called cardiomyopathy actually you could kill a mom being very very rare. But these are things that's why it's such a personal decision, Jim. But the bottom line is that there's risks and benefits to everything. Are there different types of hormonal birth controls? Yes. Okay. Birth control pills. There's the there's one that's progestin only, which is just progesterone. Uh, Levonorgestrel is the most common. The IUD is the same thing that way, which sits in the uterus, tells the body you're pregnant so you don't ovulate. That's the main function. Then there's the combination pill, which is the original one, which is high an estrogen an estrogen called ethylene estradiol. It's not bioidentical. It's a high synthetic estrogen. And then, then there's seven, if I'm correct, there are seven different progestins in America that use different combinations. Some will have less hair, more hair, the side effects of weight gain, side effects of hirsutism hair. So, and it's, it's again, knowing that natural progesterone is very good for the brain. When you take these synthetics, that's why the, the complaints vary from women. I have no complaints. I'm more depressed because it is blocking how it responds to your body on that. So not one size fits all. 100% no, 100% no. Uh, there are certain ones that are that help act form here because it helps block the androgen aspect of when estrogen turns into testosterone to estradiol, the one called dihydrotest-DHT in the skin. You can actually block that so you get less hair on that. So there are, one, there, there are things out there that can play with that, but how does that do with overall how the woman feels? That's the bigger picture. What do you want it for? How do you feel afterwards? I did read somewhere a while back when they were talking about the J&J &J vaccine causing blood clots. I did read somewhere where there was uh, birth control actually caused blood clots as well. So how does that happen? What's going on there? Okay, it is the route. Again, we talked about before, but when you take something orally, it must be digested by the liver, okay? That's called the portal system. The liver is the area of the body that makes co 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 clotting proteins, so you, the classic STAD case is you have a young woman, she's going to go to Europe, um, you know, she's flying to Europe uh, for school exchange and she has a blood clot on the plane. That's like a classic one. That's why it's very important you get the oxygen content gets less in the, up in the air. Um, you, you should wear tight pantyhose. I recommend baby ash when they fly. It's, it's rare, but it can occur. But those who do occur, Jim, around 50% have a blood clot and disorder already called thrombophilia. The most common one's called factor five. It's a genetic modification. The pill exposes that. But hyperestrogen states, 
that are synthetic estrogen, it can in increase that. That's why, again, the route matters. We have women with those clotting disorders that come here because we put the pellet under the skin so it bypasses the liver. That's why women who have this disorder, I when I was an OBGYN, I recommended progestin only and bypassing the oral route. Uh, it would be, would be the IUD be the way to go on that if they had that history of that. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about some of the risk factors. I mean, are there other risk factors? In, in well, being, being pregnant, undiagnosed cervical cancer, undiagnosed breast cancer, these kind of things that all doctors will talk about. Unknown bleeding is very, very important. The most common reason for an abnormal bleeding in a young woman after uh, irregular cycle is being pregnant. So these are things important that any doctor will understand to follow that completely. The biggest thing about the pill we're getting here is when women are getting their hormones balanced, it's just so, it's so multifactorial because we find when they get off carbohydrates and eat more fat diet, the brain feels better, more high protein diet, working out. There's so much things that, that make your body feels better that you're not fighting this inflammatory state again. I can't stress how inflammation is the cause of all this. There are a lot of papers showing, we'll go example with estrogen. In your body, in your gut, you have these bacteria and you want a proper balance these four called phyles, four groups. These bacteria are so important for estrogen metabolism. They make these things called short chain fatty acids. They make these things called um, these neurotransmitters, the precursors for dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine, are made all in gut by bacteria. Another thing it does is called beta glucuronidase. So when we, in our body, testosterone converts to estrogen, then there's three pathways to get rid of estrogen. E2, uh, 2, 4, uh, 16, and 4. Then it goes to your liver, to your bile, in your gall gallbladder. It squirts into your intestines. And it's really interesting. Your body wants to keep some of you pass and then some of you absorb. It's a balance. So if you have the right bacteria in there, you dissolve this thing called, uh, called beta-glucuronidase beta and you reabsorb it. If you have the wrong bacteria, you absorb too much. And there's theories that might be the cause of endometriosis, PCOS, fibroid formation. And in a state where it's low, then you have what's called vaginal atrophy, osteoporosis, things like that. You don't have the right balance. It's very important to understand. That's what's crucial about how complicated this thing works. So you complicate that with a synthetic hormone because ethanestradiol goes down the 16 pathway, which is not the good pathway. Premarin goes down the 4 pathway. Natural one goes down the two pathway. That's why it's so important to balance which ones those are. So how do you then treat a female who is getting bioidentical hormones that's on a birth control pill? Uh, that, that's, it, it's based on how they feel and what their symptoms complaints are because I want contraception, I want the pill. We find with some of those is we usually have to give a touch, sometimes a touch of estrogen there because they'll have no estrogen in their body and no progesterone because it's all turned off. So there's no papers to show there's benefit giving natural progesterone to compete with that, but I believe it makes sense. So I give a low dose progesterone for that. And then I give a, depends if there's no menstrual migraines, maybe nothing estrogen. If there's a menstrual migraine, I'll give that. Belly fat, the proper gut bacteria again. So we'll look at that process and with the, how they're clearing metabolism. So that all ties together. So the story will dictate our pathway. Right. And the story is usually with labs. Exactly. The patients and, and, the, and they know else. their body. I eat, I get bloated. I'm depressed. I'm not, that kind of stuff. But we can get around the pill easily here if we need to. Okay. Because I just was curious, since we're putting hormones in a body and they're taking hormones someplace else, you got to make sure there's a balance. And we know that by reading the hormones of where they're at and why they're that way. Beautiful.